welcome back. I am your host, the anime. Or I could just call me anime. Or the Susan Anime O'Hagan. Any of those are fine. And today, we are going to talk about pumpkins. Yes, pumpkins for Halloween. In the theme of Halloween fun, we thought we would talk about pumpkins. There's sure to be a lovely selection of round, juicy pumpkins to get your hands on in the variety. Okay, the tradition of carving pumpkins originally started with carving of turnips. We will talk about that later in this podcast. When the Irish immigrants to the U.S., they found pumpkins a plenty and they were much easier to carve. The standard color of a pumpkin is orange, as we're sure you already know, but you will sometimes come across yellow, green, red, and even a ghostly white shade, too. Pumpkins vary in weight vastly, but the average size for a pumpkin weighs in at just short of one stone, or 6.35 kg. If you wanted to use another pumpkin for something other than a jack-o'-lantern, you could eat it. Pumpkins can be baked, roasted, steamed, or boiled to make a whole host of different tasty meals. Pumpkin soup is a hot favorite of ours, of the, of people's. You could also paint pumpkins. I like to paint pumpkins and gorgs. Okay. As we mentioned, pumpkin soup is really yummy and very popular as well as nutritious. But you have ever tried roasted pumpkin seeds? I love pumpkin seeds. It's one of the few uh, squashes I can eat. And pumpkin seeds are delicious, especially roasted with salt and pepper. And sometimes you can put spice on it if you want. Or you could just eat pumpkin seeds. I have these like ones that you get in like a bag and you don't have to roast them if you don't want to. Like they can just be with salt, pepper, and not roasted. It's delicious. But if you like don't know what to do with the pumpkin seeds, roasting them, ask a parent or guardian for help is delicious. Unless you're allergic, then don't do that. Six of the seven countries can grow pumpkins. Antarctica is the only continent that they won't grow in. The largest pumpkin ever grown weighed 1,502 pounds or 5158 kg. Pokey plants have both have male and female flowers and the bees are typically involved in the pollinization process. Pumpkin flowers are edible. Pumpkins are 90% water. Pumpkins got their name from the Greek word poppin, which means large melon. Scientifically speaking, pumpkins are a fruit because of the fact that they contain seeds. But when it comes to cooking, they are often referred to as a vegetable. However, the official term for a pumpkin is a squash. More pumpkin facts, pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin facts. Uh, let's see if we can find them. Pumpkin is not a fruit. Pumpkin is a fruit and not a vegetable. Most pumpkins are orange. They grow all over the country except for Antarctica. Almost all parts of pumpkin are edible. Their names originate from a Greek word. They are one of the most popular crops in the U.S. The oldest seed of a pumpkin 
So were found in Mexico around 7,000 BC. They are used in all kinds of food, soups, desserts, meals, juice. They are super popular around Halloween decorations. Oh, all around Halloween, and they make great Halloween decorations. Uh, let's see. Pumpkins are usually orange. Uh, the name pumpkin. Okay. So far, most of the pumpkin things are just basic. Pumpkins are usually shaped like a spear. Unless you watch The Square Pumpkin, which is a movie. And I find that so cute. They vary in weight, but an average-sized pumpkin might weigh around 30 pounds or 60 kilograms. Giant pumpkins can be grown for competition. Some weigh over 1,000 pounds or 450 kilograms. In 2010, the world record was 1,810 pounds. That's huge. Pumpkin plants feature both male and female flowers. Okay, over 1 billion pounds of pumpkin are processed in the U.S. every year. As a food, pumpkin could be roasted, steamed, boiled. Pumpkin soup is popular. Pumpkin pie is a sweet dessert that originated in North America and is traditionally eaten during harvest time and holidays such as Thanksgiving and Christmas. Pumpkins are popular decorations during Halloween. A carved pumpkin elimin, elim, by candle is known as a jack-o'-lantern. The tradition is believed to have come from Ireland. It does, and if you want to hear more about that, I'm pretty sure I already talked about it on here, but I'm going to re-talk about it on my... Uh, it's an adult podcast, so ask a parent or guardian, but it's not like severely an adult podcast. It's just more movies and stuff. When we start to think of pumpkins, we know that the fall season is on its way. Pumpkin season is fun season. The leaves on the trees start to change color and fall. We think about visiting the farm to go pumpkin picking. We start to see carved jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween. We get to taste the many foods made with pumpkin. Pumpkin equal fall fun. Do you want to learn more about pumpkin? What is a pumpkin? A pumpkin are a type of squash. Pumpkins come from the Greek word poppin, which means large melon. People associate pumpkin with the fall season and with holidays including Halloween and Thanksgiving. What does a pumpkin look like? When we think about pumpkins, what a pumpkin looks like, we often picture a large circle that is orange, has deep physical grooves and a stem. Pumpkins actually come in a variety of shapes, sizes, and colors. They aren't only orange, but they can also be white, yellow, green, blue, it says white again, a white yellow. Pumpkins come in a lot of different sizes, from small to large. They are typically circular in shape, but sometimes are larger, like a stretched out a circle or even a lopsided circle. A pumpkin, a fruit, or a vegetable. Pumpkins have seeds, so they are really a fruit. However, we often refer to them as a vegetable. Did you know that pumpkins are mostly water? They are 90% water. Pumpkins are high in fiber contains vitamin A, vitamin B, potassium, protein, and iron. Pumpkins are good for you. 
Where do pumpkins grow? Pumpkins grow on farms. Some people buy pumpkins, plant seed, plants, or seeds to grow them in their own backyard. Pumpkins are very easy to grow. If you decide to plant seeds in your backyard, make sure there's a lot of space for them to spread. Did you know that pumpkins grow on vines? If you are growing pumpkins in your yard, try growing them on a treel. The pumpkins will grow hanging from the treel. The vine will also grow strong enough to support the fruit that is growing. Pumpkins are a very common crop and can be found all over the world. All over the world. Did you know that pumpkins were native to Mexico? Now they are grown on every continent except for Antarctica. Over 1 billion pounds of pumpkins are growing in the U.S. every year. Every fall, millions of people are all over the country visit pumpkin patches or pumpkin farms to pick their own pumpkins. The answer is yes, we can eat pumpkins in many different ways. Pumpkins can be baked, roasted, steamed, or boiled. Pumpkins can be used to make pies, bread, soup, pasta, and more. You could even eat pumpkin seeds and flowers. Many people like to eat roasted pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin pie is a traditional dish that many families eat on Thanksgiving. More pumpkin facts for kids. Some people carve pumpkins and turn them into trick-o'-lanterns for Halloween. Pumpkin pie is a popular fall and Thanksgiving dessert. Pumpkins are, very, are a very large part of Native American diets. When they harvest the pumpkin crops, they were able to eat pumpkins regularly. Native Americans use dried strips of pumpkin to make mats. Pumpkins were once used to cure snake bites and remove freckles. The largest pumpkin ever recorded weighed in at 2624.6 pounds on October 9, 2016 in Germany. The largest pumpkin on record in the United States weighs in at 2363 in Moon Bay, California on October 10, 2017. We hope to hope you enjoyed. Okay, let's continue. Uh, that we will not talk about on this podcast. Okay, now we're going to talk about what originally people carved before pumpkins, which is a thing. It's kind of weird, to be honest. And a little creepy if you see the pictures, but it's interesting, so we're gonna try it. Some fun history. When people carved turnips instead of pumpkins for Halloween. Yep, pumpkins instead, uh, turnips instead of pumpkins, and potatoes instead of pumpkins. How? Let's think about how the heck that even was possible, because to me that seems really hard, even carving a pumpkin's heart. How could you carve something so tiny? I guess you would have to do just basic designs. I like to try to like do the hard ones. Let me know, do you carve pumpkins with your family? Or do you prefer painting them or putting stickers or putting like different things on?
What's your favorite part about pumpkins? Do you like eating them, painting them, carving them? Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Now let's talk about why we carve turnips before we carve pumpkins. Pumpkins didn't actually start happening until we move, people moved to the U.S. So pumpkins turned out to be easier to carve than turnips and potatoes. But now it's just all pumpkins. Some people may still carve potatoes and turnips in other countries, but in the United States we carve pumpkins mostly. You could carve other things if you wish. If you wish to. But I thought this was fun. When people carve turnips instead of pumpkins for Halloween, revealed in Ireland transformed the root vegetable into lantern designs to ward off dark spirits. Oh, those are just creepy. Uh, okay. Today, carving pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns is U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-O-U-S with Halloween. In the 19th century and early 20th century, however, ghoulish grins into turnips was more common practice, at least in Ireland and other Celtic nations. The spooky tradition was part of S-A-M-H-A-I-N, an ancient pagan festival that marked the end of summer and the beginning of the Celtic New Year and long winter ahead. A long winter ahead. Let's continue. Okay. Ahead. S-A-M-H-A-I-N translates to summer ends in Gaelic. Kicking off at sundown on October 31st and continuing through November 1st. S-A-M-H-A-I-N ushered in the chance mission from the autumn to the winter solstice. During these two days, ancient, okay. 
the record for the record we have for the original land. Okay, let's see. For protection from Stingy Jack, which if you want to hear more about him, check out my adult channel if you're old enough or your parents say it's okay. It's called Sweet Sweetie M's Slop Under the Sea with Me, the Susanna Mae O'Hagan. People in British islands began carving faces into pieces of produce, particularly turnips, but in some cases potatoes, which we will talk about in a minute. Radishes and beets celebrate place lit candles inside the Carvis, similar to the pumpkin jack-o'-lantern of modern Halloween. They believe leaving the spooky carving outside their home or carrying them as lanterns will protect them from harm's way. While offering a flicker of light that could cut through the dark surroundings, metal lanterns were quite expensive, so people would hollow out root vegetables and senior at Bland Bachelor last year, over time, people start to carve faces and designs to allow light to shine through the holes without it squishing the ember, according to s more people from the news. Um, in Country Mayo, houses a plaster cast of a turnip carving with a pinch angry face in its collection. The record we have for the original lantern from D-O-N-G-E-G-A-L show was donated in 1943 by a school teacher in the village of Thintown who said she was donating it because nobody was making this type of lantern anymore. Though it was a tradition that was remembered in the area, Clug Dolly, keeper of the National Museum of Ireland, Irish Folk Life Division, told in 2017, creators made a cast of the ghost turnip, which dated to the turn of the 20th century and was close to distinction. Root vegetable carvings were just one aspect. Yeah, I'm not reading the rest of that. The rest can go into my more don't really one. Okay, effects belt. Where is the one about the potato? Okay, I said effects belt. I don't know why. It looks like it either disappeared or it got messed up somehow. A history of carving tradition. In the U.S., pumpkins are beloved fall and winter staples that are central to celebration. Native to Central and South America, pumpkins are a key ingredient for tradition. Thanksgiving dishes such as pie, soups, and breads, they also widely use to carve jack-o'-lanterns for Halloween, a tradition that originated in Ireland. 
where locals carve jack-o'-lanterns out of large turnips and potatoes. The name jack-o'-lantern is said to come from an Irish folk tale about a man named Stingy Jack. Again, talk about him somewhere else. Okay, let's see if we can find any facts about carving potatoes. A history of tradition carving. Okay, nope. I cannot find. Nope. Okay, I found a photo of a carved potato. That's just so creepy. Carved potatoes are weird. Oh, there's a carved um turnip. Uh huh. I think I'd rather stick with pumpkins, but maybe one year I will do the jack-o'-lantern in a turnip and potato just to see how it looks. I mean, so I'm gonna describe one. Okay, here's a potato, and it has a face and a peel. Okay, let's see if we can check this out. This Halloween, do you want to experience the joy of carving, a uh, joy of pumpkin carving with a fraction of the mess? Do each of your kids want to create their own creation, but you don't have the space to display them all? With this potato jack-o'-lantern recipe, you will have all the joy and memories of pumpkin carving while saving time and money. In fact, this project shouldn't take more than 30 minutes and potatoes are cheap, especially in bulk. This is the weirdest thing I think I've read all day. My brain hurts already. This is, it, it's weird. It's weird and interesting that we have a potato um, carving. Supplies assembled. To make your quick and easy check learn, you will need adult's permission. Literally get an adult's permission. Large potatoes. You can also use yams, which are typically much larger. Work surface. Although potatoes are not as messy as pumpkins, they still release a liquid when they are cut. Marker. Kitchen knife. Spoon. Make sure it will easily fit inside your potato. I said potato funny. <laughs> potato. Okay. Potato. Marker. Light source. I use a traditional, they use a traditional candle, but a tea can would be perfect. As with the spoon, make sure your candle will fit inside your potato. We don't really do candles here, so we have to do like the fake ones. Craft knife, I found it easy to cut fine details with this knife. Accessories for finishing your jack-o'-lantern. Super weird. Cut off the base of the potato. Okay, like the really flat end. Like, it's definitely more flat. The first step to making your very own quick and easy potato jack-o'-lantern is to cut less than an inch off the bottom of the potato. You want to leave plenty of potato to carve, but you also want the base to be wide enough to stand and fit over your lace source. This step will make it easier to see and carve the inside of your pumpkin, as well as providing a solid base for the finished product. Let's pause for an ad break. Ad break? 
sponsor, sponsor, ad break, ad break, sponsor. So the reason we are talking about carving pumpkin potatoes and uh, turnips, yams, and other things is because Halloween is the 31st coming up. And since I do this podcast on the weekend, I typically don't hear you all. You don't hear me on Halloween. <laughs> so that's basically why we're doing it now. Okay, this first step to making your very own quick and easy potato jack or lantern is to cut less than an inch off the bottom of the potato. You want to leave plenty of potato to carve, but you will also want the base to be wide enough to stand and fit over your light source. This step will make it easier to see and carve the inside of the pumpkin as well as providing a solid base for the finished product. If you would like, you can save the cut off bit to use as an accessory and the final step. Parents, I'm obviously not going to tell you how to model your children, but you may want to do the cutting for them. Hollow out the potato. Yeah, that's the creepy part. It's a little weird, because I'm so used to carving out pumpkins that to hear carving out a potato is something I never thought to do. But we'll continue. To hollow out your potatoes, start by scooping out the insides, like you do with a pumpkin. Although the potato is raw, this should not be too difficult. Just be careful and don't punch through the skin. Parents, you may have to do this for your young children. Once you have a satisfactory size hole, you can scrape the insides of the potato with the spoon. If you want to scallop the potato with the in I-N-T-R-I-C-A-T-E details. This will make it easier down the road. You could hold the potato up to the sun or a light source to see how light travels through the remaining flesh. How thoroughly you hollow out will be based on a personal preference. Draw the design. Yeah, draw spooky face. Next year I might just draw spooky face or draw it out then carve it might be easier than trying to follow a design itself. Draw your jack-o'-lantern's face on your design. This is where your younger kids have a lot of fun. Encourage them to make whatever they want. I decide to go with the traditional face, but since the potato is much thinner and softer than pumpkins, you can really go crazy with the details. Cut out the design. Now you need to cut out your design. This step is ridiculously easy compared to traditional pumpkins. Attention! Pumpkin flesh cuts like butter when you use a craft knife, so cutting yourself is a real risk. Again, this may be a good place for your parents to take over. Just make sure you know when your fingers are, and don't cut towards yourself. Okay, step six. Accessorize. Optional. I saved the cut off end for step two and made it into a hat by hollowing up the middle and attempt to carve cute fall beanie. This didn't work so it doesn't look much of anything but it still looks cute and proves contrast. Now our jack-o'-lantern can stay warm through the chilly fall nights. You can add whatever you want to your pumpkin or potato or whatever you're carving. Maybe you can give them a wizard hat and a spell book or maybe you could give them a cardboard shield 
and toothpick sword. Let your imagination go wild. Step number seven. Enjoy your creation. Dang, her potato is glowing. I didn't think the potato would glow like that. Okay, now I want to carve out a potato. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> now I want to carve a potato. Which seems like a lot of weird thing to do to me, but might be fun to try one year. If you don't want your potato to brown, you can put diluted lemon juice on the potato inside and out. However, if you were going for an icky potato design, the browning might actually go to your advantage. You can place your potato on your table as a centerpiece or in your window to peer out as press by. Since we're in, uh, in, this one says they were indoors. Here are some things I would change if I did this project again. Hi, sight. I would make sure the size of the hole fitted my light source. My original idea was to snuggle fit the potato onto the end of the flashlight so I could carry it around as a light source while trick-or-treating. However, after hauling up the potato, there was no way that plan was going to work. This is also why I did not have any tea lights available. I neglected to process my creation with lemon juice and it browned within hours. If you want any kind of longevity to your creation, this step is critical. So yeah, some interesting facts is the pumpkin uh, potato can actually carve into a jack-o'-lantern which I find just a little odd and interesting. Free Halloween Haunted House Paper Craft. Mm. Nah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else to talk about because we did a lot of pumpkin facts. And there's not much more. They're all the same. Except for Stringy Jack. Stingy Jack. Why do I keep calling him Stringy? He's Stingy Jack. Why? Why do I keep saying the wrong name? But yeah. Okay, here's another one. How to carve a potato face. Well, that's... If you're well, now I have to delete. Okay, so there are more uh, ways to carve. Oh. An old man facing a potato. So some people still carve potatoes, but more like carvings, not like a jack-o'-lantern. Maybe I should say carving a potato. Jack-o-l-a-n-t. I hope I'm spelling this right. I have trouble spelling things. The history of American jack-o'-lantern. Uh, of course. Well, it doesn't look like there's that many, like, oh, before pumpkins, the Irish carved jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o'-lantern tradition dates back centuries. When people in Ireland decorated turnips, beets, and potatoes to frighten away a mythical creature named Stingy Jack. 
Irish immigrants brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin, and the popular fruit became an initial part of Halloween, according to folklore Stringy Jack. Okay, Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack, I'm still not talking about you, but dang, some of these potatoes. This one has, like, teeth. This one has, like, carved teeth on a face. Okay, this one has, like, a ghost, which is pretty detailed. I like the cute little faces. Maybe next time I'll go for- ooh, this one! I like the carved potatoes and then the pumpkin in the background. I kind of like that. That's kind of cute. But I didn't realize, like, a potato can really, like, make a good light source. I'm actually shocked. Because the light- like, you can see- dang! I'm wearing, like, special glasses for my migraines that have, like, there are so many different types of pumpkins. There are painted pumpkins, carved pumpkins. Oh look, history of jack-o'-lantern. Carved potatoes, there's just so many different ideas. Some people do witches, ghosts, faces. One year they did like a face of the mask. Painted pumpkins, I like painted pumpkins, they're my favorite. Some people just leave them out and don't do anything with them which is fine too depending on if you some people do like I don't know what they're called they stick them in the pumpkin and then they have like faces and arms and legs for like little little kids Jade had one and then there's just like some oh this one's like a rotted pumpkin which is so funny because it's like spooky in a cool way a carved owl this one has just like felt this one's really amazing. Like, some people go really all out. So, it depends on how old you are. This one is uh, Mickey Mouse with two pumpkins on the, like, ear. And the face is carved out. But I think it's interesting that we originally did not start with pumpkins. We start with potatoes and different, like, vegetables. And there, there's like gores. I paint gores for mainly like Thanksgiving. But I would say I find this information I find this information kind of fascinating and interesting. And I'll talk more about Halloween, but I think we did that last year. But like, oh wow, this one is a pumpkin carved out of um Gurku if I'm saying his name right, and then they have like different like pieces of the pumpkin and then another pumpkin. That's so cool. This potato looks like a mummy. Jack-o'-lanterns are the root of all. <laughs> Jack-o'-lanterns are a little weird. If you want to hear like the creepy dark history about it, you can check out my other podcast if you get permission or if you're old enough. Because I know I do lots of informational stuff. Oh, this one is like a Canada pumpkin, which is kind of fun. This one's just like stack pumpkins in like a decoration. This one has like a zip. This one has candy. Okay, this one is such a cute idea. For those who like older people who don't really want to like go answer the door or aren't home, they have this carved pumpkin and then like little holes to put lollipops 
And then they have like a bowl of candy. So like the whole hair is just lollipops that kids can take out of the pumpkin, which I find kind of fascinating. It's for toddlers and preschoolers. Dang, okay, yeah, I'm gonna talk about that on a different podcast because that ain't going for the kids. But some of these are so cute. This year I painted up two small pumpkins and one big pumpkin and the two small ones. One is Scruff from Leo and Stitch, her doll, and the other is Baymax from Big Hero 6. Oh my goodness, this one is so whoa. Okay. I wow. These there are some that are really fascinating. And there are some that are more scary than others. Like I could I'm weird. I could do both scary and cutesy Halloween. One year I'm gonna do both where I'm like Half the art's scary and half the art's cutesy. I kind of did that this year. Oh, it's Jack. They carved the face of Jack with the white pumpkin. That is so fun. I mean, there's just so many different types of carvings. Pumpkin pie, the thing says no pumpkin pie, which is so funny. Okay, I hope y'all enjoy it and have a great and wonderful weekend. Uh, you'll hear me tomorrow and the next day because you hear me on the weekends. Bye for now. Over and out. Hi and welcome back. I am your host, the Susan Anime O'Hagan. Or you can call me Anime. Either one is perfectly fine with me. Today we're going to talk about the bones. Love bones. Learn all about bones. What they do, how they work, and why you would fall apart without them. In with the good, out with the bad. The rib cage and respiration. Okay, you and your bones. Imagine yourself with no bones at all. No backbone or leg bone to hold you up. No skull or rib bones to cover your soft insides. You'd be a big pulsing blob, stuck in the same spot for the rest of your life. The bones of your skeleton give you shape and support. They keep your brain, heart, lungs, and other F-R-A-G-I-L-E organs for getting bounced around and bruised and they team up with your muscles to keep you to help you move just to take one small step forward and about 200 muscles are needed to move your leg bones shift your balance and steady your body so you won't fall over and they're not working alone. Blood cells are busy delivering food and oxygen for energy and the brain is 
transmitting details directions on when and how to move. Whether your okay, x-rays can see through your skin to the bones inside, otherwise your skeleton is invisible. Sitting still or running at full speed, every part of your body has a specific assignment, and all the parts must work together to keep you alive and well. This book will introduce you to your own skeleton and explain how it works with the rest of your body. You'll discover how you react to the outside world, how you move, and how you think. You'll find projects to do either on your own or with a skeleton group or a friend as well as body watch boxes that describe your body built in safety measures. You'll learn what happens to food after it's chewed and swallowed, how you shrink during the day and grow again at night, and why you yawn, hiccup, and get goosebumps. This is a guide to your body. Make no bones about it. Every time you stand up or sit down, chew your food, or even listen to your favorite music, your bones are on the job without any direct orders from you. Life without bones. The first forms of animals almost 600 million years ago had no backbones in their small, simple bodies. Today, their backbone-less descendants called invertebrates include insects and worms, starfish, and jellyfish, members of a group that comprise over 97% of the animals on our planet. Insects alone outnumber human beings by a staggering rate of 200 million to one. Boning, boning, boning up the bones that come with this book fit together to form an accurate model of an actual human skeleton. Just pop the bone. Okay, we don't need this one. Right rib cage into spine, left rib cage into spine. You don't need this. Make sure you know your left foot from your right. When the skeleton is facing you, its left side will appear to be on the right side and vice versa. You'll get to see me build the skeleton on my YouTube channel. Bone directory. Forehead. Frontal bone. Nose. Bone. Nostril. Cheekbone. Z-Y-G-O-M-A. Upper jaw. M-A-X-I-L-L-A. Lower jaw. M-A-N-D-I-B-L-E. Collarbone. C-L-A-V-I-C-L-E, upper arm bone, harmless, lesser former bone, Alton, main former bone, radius, thigh bone, femur, knee bone, kneecap, pialatella, main shin bone, tibia, calf bone, fibia, ankle bone, transline, foot bone, martyrnissals, the bones, 
H-A-L-A-N-G-E-S. Skull, Caribbean, spine, vertebrae, columns, side of skull, parental bone, back of skull, ocular bone, them temple, temple, neck, cervical bone, vertebrae, shoulder blade, escopal, chest, thyroc, vertebrae, 12 ribs, lower back, lumbar, vertebrae, fused vertebrae, pelvic bone, wrist bone, head bone, finger bone, heel bone. Many bones have two names, a common name and a scientific name. Derived from Latin or Greek words describing their appearance, functions, or location, the three small bones in the ear, for example, are names for their shape. The hammer, mollus, the anvil, incest, and the stripped stamps. Bone basics. You may not realize it, but your bones are alive and growing inside you. Tiny bone building cells are constantly at work, shaping your skeleton from one day to the next. First come the O-S-T-E-O-B-L-A-S-T-A, which cries along the bone growth surface and build layers of a protection metal call material called collinge. This protagonist of the mindro column photom phase gets stuck in the collagen and C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-L-I-Z-E to form new bone. Much of this growth is taking place in gap in the gap between the sh aft and the end of each bone by the time your skeleton reaches. Okay. Most growth in the long bone of the arm and legs occur in C A R T I L A G E that separate the end from the shaft. Blood vessels, sponge bone, 50% of a bone's weight come from M-I-N-E-R-A-L-S. A third of each bone is protein and the rest is mostly water. The longest bone in your body and perhaps the strongest is the thigh bone. Its long shaft is a tube with outside walls of very thick solid bone to withstand all the bending twisting and impact force caused by your active life. Adult size, around age 20 or so, all the tight milk-colored cartilage that fills the gap will have turned to bone. While your bones are growing, your skeleton not only gets bigger, but also changes its portions. When you were only a few days old, for example, your head was as big around your chest and about a quarter 
the length of your body. When you reach adulthood, your head will be half as big around as your chest and only about one-seventh of your body length. Small pores or holes leading from the outside into the invertebrae allow blood vessels through to nourish the bone and carry away waste. Dense outer layer of compact bone. Vanishing bones? In your lifetime, you'll lose about 600 bones. Before you were born, your skeleton contained over 800 separate bones, many of which grew or fused together so that you had about uh, 450 at birth. By age 21, your <clears throat> bones have finished growing and the separate parts have joined together, though number only about 206. Curious cartilage? Long before you were born, your skeleton was made completely of cartilage, the same rubbery substance you see at the fat end of a chicken drumstick. Okay. Gradually, the temporary cartilage hardened and became bone. Some cartilage, however, such as the wiggly end of your nose and the outer part of your ear is permanent and will never harden into bone. This type is also found in the disc between the vertebrae of your spine and at the end of bones where they met, meet a joint. In old age, the disc cartilage shrinks but some permanent cartilage grows larger and many causes your ears and nose to grow. The world of bones. How can bones be strong enough to carry your weight, yet light enough not to slow you down? Bones get their amazing strength from cartilage. Let's see if we have an ad break for today. Our sponsor, ad break, ad break, ad break, ad break. Sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to ad breaks or sponsors, so let's get a little bit of a get their mixing strength from cartilage, P-H-O-S-P-H-O-R-U-S, and other minerals, some of the same minerals found in rocks. And your skeleton doesn't feel heavy because all the long bones are hollow. Still, this doesn't mean that bones are empty. 
In other words, hollow interior of many bones is a sometimes called marrow. of your blood cells. Without these cells, the rest of the cells in your body would wither and die. Cells, the body's building block. Visibly, only through a microscope, cells are the smallest unit of the living tissue that makes up your body's structure. Different types of cells, each with separate assignments from specific kinds of tissue. Bone cells clump together to make bone tissue muscle cells, whose function is to move the bone, create the muscle tissue that accurately does the job. Cells are always dividing into two. Make more cells. Some new cells add to your overall growth, while others serve as a replacement for the three billion cells that die every minute. Body cells also dig bigger. When you reach adulthood, your heart will be 16 times larger than when you first came into the world. Just think, your life begins as a single cell, the fertilized egg in your mother's body, and in just about 40 weeks, you grow to become a human being. Muscle power. Without the muscles attached to your skeleton, you'd be stuck in one place like a useless bag of bones, doing nothing and going nowhere. Every single part of your body has a muscle working nonstop to keep your lively and on the go. Some 650 muscles cover your skeleton to hold your bone in place and make them move. Attached at both ends by tough cords of tissue called Tendon, tendons. These skeleton muscles work in pairs to pull the bones into position. You can observe your muscles at work by placing your left hand on the large big up muscle of your upper right arm as you bend the arm into a strongman pose. The muscle will build at its shortened or contract to pull up your forearm. Under your right arm is the relaxed triceps muscle. Straighten your arm, feel the bicep relax or lengthen as the tricep tightens to pull your forearm down. Muscles work extremely hard around your eyes are little muscles that contain 1,000 times a day, contract 1,000 times a day. Muscles seen. Electric signals from the muscle let your brain know your position at all times thanks to the muscle's sensor. You can cross a room without looking down to make sure that one foot is properly placed in front of the other. Eye muscle, O-R, B-I-C-U-L-A-R-I-S-O-C-U-L-I. -I -I -I. Mouth muscle, O-R-B-I-C. 
U-L-A-R-I-S-O-R-I-S, neck muscle, S-T-E-R-N-O-C-L-E, I-D-O-M-A-S-T-O-I-D, chest muscle, P P-E-C-T-O-R-A-L-I-S major, S-E-R-R-A-T-U-S, A-N-T-R-I-O-R. Upper arm muscle, bicep. Stomach muscle, R-E-C-T-U-S-A-B-D-O-M-I-N-U-S. O-B-L-I-Q-U-U-S-E-X-T-E-R-N-U-S. Thigh muscle, S-A-R-T-O-R-I-U-S-Q-U-A-D-R-I-C-E-P-S. Parallel tendon, larger leg muscle, tibialis antis, ligament. The power stratus is the largest, the powerful S-A-T-R-O, Nope, yeah, T-O-R-I-U-S, largest muscle in your body. Although the muscle account for nearly half your total weight. Make no bones about, discover how the tendon bones let you hear music, where a bit, bite of apple goes once you swallow it, and why you shrink during the day and grow at night. Filled with... Um, basic bones, you may not recognize it, but your bones are living and growing inside you. Okay. Contraction of skeleton muscles are started by electric signals from the brain, and the strength of each contraction depends on the number of signals. For example, you may use the same muscle whether you pick up a brick or a pencil, but when you pick up the brick, there might be 50 times as many signals. Independent muscles. Skeleton muscles work voluntary, which means they follow command from your brain. But other muscles are beyond your consistent control. These smooth invertebrate muscles line the interior upper, upper back muscle. T-R-A-P-E-Z-I-U-S Shoulder muscle D-E-L-T-O-I-D Upper arm muscle T-R-I-C-E-P-S Back muscle I-N-F-A-S-P-I-N-A-T-U-S L-A-T-I-S-S-I-U S-S-I-M-U-S, Doris. Buttocks muscle, gluten maximus and gluteus minus, gluteus maximus and gluteus minus, minus, hamstring muscle, bicep foursome, S-E-M-I-T-E-N-D, I-O-N-O-S-U-S, 
S-E-M-I-M-E-M-B-R-A-N-O-S-U-S. Calf muscle. Gluteus minimus. Something tendon. A-C-H-I-L-L-E-S. Achilles tendon. With all our human strength, we can never match the real muscle man of the ancient world. Most insects can lift 20 times their weight. Organs such as the stomach, blood vessels, and lungs operating on their own day and night in voluntary muscle push food through your digestive tract. Keep your body circulating and enable you to breathe all without any thought on your part. The heart muscle has a different stretch. But luckily, you don't have to remember to make it beat either. The fibers of smooth or invertebrate muscles cross over each other to allow stretching or contracting in two different directions. Powerful cardinals, muscle fibers from the wall of the heart these small, often branch furrow fiber attach end to end. Fill it in your bone. To demonstrate the benefit of using your muscles as leverage, try lifting a brick two different ways. First, hold your arm out straight, grip the brick from the top, and raise it in the air without bending your elbow. Difficult, isn't it? Now, without changing your grip, turn the brick over so that it rests in your palm and pull it up towards your shoulder as you bend your arm. This way is easier because your muscles work on the level principle pulling against the bone. Using the bone as levers, opposite muscles pair such as the bicep and tricep alternatively a contract and relax to bend or strengthen the arm. Okay. Pick up and delivery, the circulation system at work. Fresh from the bone marrow, need red and white blue, red and white blood cells, pass them to the bloodstream and begin their journey through the 60,000 mile 96, 500 kilometers network known as the circular system floating in a pale fluid called plasma. The red cells pick up oxygen from the lung and little bits of food from the digestive tract and deliver them as fuel for the rest of the body cells. The far less numerous white cells portrayal of the bloodstream to fight infection by attacking germs. Feel it in your bones. Measure your own heartbeat by placing your finger it fill it in your bones. Measure your own heartbeat by placing your finger on the pulse at the inside of your wrist. About three fingers width from the base of your thumb toward the elbow. Be sure not to use the thumb which has a pulse of its own. You'll feel blood. 
You'll feel blood. You'll feel blood being pumped through your wrist on its way to your hand at a rate of approximately 72 to 75 beats per minute. When your body is at rest, women have slightly higher heart rates than men. Athletes of both sexes can have much lower resting heart rates down to about 50 beats per minute because exercise has trained their hearts to deliver a higher volume. To deliver at a higher volume of blood with each beat. Red blood cells get their color from H-E-M-O-G-L-O-B-I, a pigment molecule that attach and carries oxygen and carbon dioxide lacking H-E-M-O-G-L-O-B-I-N. Most insects blood has a yellow greenish tint. Heart Jayer Verbin Corden Austin A O R T A Upper Branch of Lungs A X I L L A R Y Artery S U B C L A V I A N Vein Inferior Vein Cave L I C A Artery L I C A Vein Former Artery Some major atrophies and veins of the circular system arteries are shown in red veins in blue. The power center of the circular system is the heart beating day and night inside the ribcage to pump blood through the artery, veins, and cartilage a little larger than you first. The heart receives blood from the veins from the veins and send it to the lungs for oxygen. Bright red oxygenated blood returns to the heart and is pumped out through smaller and smaller arteries until it enters the cartilage whose thin wall permit food bits and oxygen to pass right through the body cell. Body cells line up single file to pass through the narrow cartilage. Meanwhile, in the opposite direction, waste seized into the bloodstream through the cartilage walls to be carried into veins to the organs that dispose of, that dispose of them. Carbon dioxide, for example, is taken to the lungs and expelled from your body every time you breathe out 
and other waste are proceeded in the kidney and liver. It seems like a long journey with many tasks along the way, but one round trip through the circular system takes only about 60 seconds and the cells make the trip about 1,400 times to the rescue. When you cut your finger or scrape your knee, white cells in the tiniest move in and chew up any invading germs, broken bits of blood cells, and called pallets. Your body repairs them, race to the set of a cut. Paddlates clumps together to form a plug while white blood cells circle the bloodstream to attract bacteria and other invaders. Orinating in blood, bone marrow also to work at the emergency site by clumping together to seal off the broken blood vessel. Clotting or coagulation takes place when chemicals from the palate combine with other substances in the blood and form a scrape over the cut or scrape. The heart of the matter, P-U-L, oh, wait, we'll be here all day. P-U-L-M-O-N-A-R veins, left arteries receive blood from the lungs via the P-U-L-M-O-N-A-R veins, value separating A-T-R-I-U-M from particles. Right artery receives blood from the body through the superior and inferior vein area. Heart muscle. Two pumps in the heart. Blood circulating the right hand. Pump force. Oxygen spent blood to the sent spent along blood to the lungs. While the left hand pump squeeze oxygen right blood out to the rest of the body through the artery. Each pump has two chambers, an arterium and a vicarium as blood travels from one to another. Small valves open and shut to keep it on course. What you hear when you listen to your heart beat is the sound of these vessels slamming shut. A-O-R-T-A plumbing artery, left artery, pushing blood out to the body tissue through the artery. Right V-E-N-T-R-I-C-L-E pushed blood out to the lungs through the P-U-L-M-O-N-A-R artery. The heart is made of the strongest muscles in your body. In one year, it beats almost 40 million times. The skull and sensory organs. The human skull appears to be one large round bone with a separate piece for the lower jaw, but in reality it consists of 29 different bones. 15 are found in the jigsaw puzzle of the face. 
where sockets protect the eyes, nose bone guard air openings, and upper and lower jaw bones encase the tongue and teeth. Six small bones deep within the skull are used in hearing, and the eight thick bones that form the cremin, the major part of the skull behind the face, safeguard the brain from the hard nook. Babies are born with gaps between their skull bones, leaving soft spots covered by skin for the first few months. Frontal bone, forehead, parental bone, temple bone, nostril bone, cheek bone, upper jaw bone, lower jaw. Your solid skull is made up of many parts, 28 plus the lower jaw. S-E-M-I-C-I-R-U-L-A-R canals hammer I-N-C-U-S-S-T-A-P-E E-U-S-T-A-C-H-I-A-N-2 Deep inside your skull at the end of the ear canal are the six smallest bones in your body. Vibrations set up in these bones allow you to hear. Before the bones grow together, you can see the largest soft spot beating at the top of a baby's head as blood is pumped to the brain, not just for chewing. Rooted in the spongy bone of your jaw, your teeth are used for biting and grinding food. Given shape to your face and making certain speech sounds, the first teeth to come in are the baby teeth or milk teeth, which number 20 in all by age 2. Starting about age 5 or 6, they are generally replaced by permanent set that will total 32 by age 18. When the wisdom teeth erupt through the gums, the crowd of each tooth is covered by shiny white E-N-A-M-E-L, the hardest material in your body. Baby teeth about to be replaced by a permanent tooth, E-N-A-M-E-L, D-E-N-T-I, gum, jawbone. The human anatomy site. Visual information is first received in the form of light rays, which the lens of your eyes focuses upside down. Reverse image on the retina. Re-carpet cells called rods and cones in the retina change these light pictures into electric signals and feed the information to your brain, which shoots them in the original form. Retina, A-P-T, A, nope, O-P-T-I-C, nerve, lens, iris, pupil, sight. Nerve to brain, supporting cells, small oclofactor cells, hearing, traveling into the wide funnel of your Here, traveling into the wide funnel of your outer ear, sound waves reach your brain through a series of vibrations that begin in the eardrum. 
This thin piece of skin causes the hammer bone to vibrate and hint the A-N-V-I-L, which activates the strip up to set up vibrations in the fluid of your inner ear. Nerve endings located here send electric pulses to your brain, which interrupts them so that you can recognize your mother's voice, for example, or tell the difference between the bark of a dog and the sound of a bird. Smell. Odor muscles from fresh baked cookies, let's say, enter your nose and brush against a hidden organ called the O-L-F-A-C factor? M-U-C-O-U-S-M-E-M-B-R-A-N-E. Report cells in the embryo send information to your brain, which recognizes this particular combination of muscles as the smell of cookies. Taste. Distinguishing one's taste for another requires a competitive effort between your tongue and your nose. Taste buds are your tongue tell you whether food is sweet, salty, bitter, sour, or just plain awful. With the uh, odors transmitted by your nose, however, food would have no flavor. Without the odors transmitted by your nose, however, food would have no flavor at all. Touch. Information received from touch, the only sense not located within the skull, is transmitted by nerves spread over the skin. Okay. Taste receptors inside taste buds, sensory nerve, tongue, auditory, A-U-D-I-T-O-R-Y nerve, C-O-C-H-L-E-A, S-T-I-R-R-U-P, A-N-V-I-L, hammer, E-A-R-D-R-U-M. Hearing your brain is divided into separate areas that receive different sensations from the nerve, as well as areas from the control of movement and other functions. The message center, the N-I-R-A-C-U-L-O-U-S brain. Working quietly inside the skull, the brain sorts through an infinite stream of messages from five sensors, store important information in its memory bunk, and takes action when necessary by setting the appropriate muscles in motion. Most thinking it's done in the C-E-R-E B-R-U-M, the largest and busiest part of the brain, the left half or hemisphere of the C-E-R-E-B-R-U-M, is responsible for speech and intelligently active. The right half controls impulse travel from the A-X-O-N of one nerve to the D-E-N-D-R-I-T-E of another is less than one slash ten thousand of a second. Training the brain. Every time you learn a new activity, 
Electric impulse blaze a new path for one motor neuron to another and your brain has to memorize this new pattern of construction. Sometimes, especially if the new activity involves many muscles moving simultaneously, you might have to repeat the movement many times until they're credibly recorded on your mental videotape. That's why learning to ride a bike usually requires several tries before it becomes a second nature. Creativity and emotions, a communication system connected the two so that one side always knows what the other is doing. C-E-R-E-B-R-U-M. Anger, fear, and other feelings are believed to begin in the H-Y-P-O-T-H-A-L-A-M-U-S, also known as the seat of emotion. Physical coordination is handled by the C-E-R-E-B-A-L-L-U-M, spinal cord. Sensory message to the brain are sorted in the T-H-A-L-A-M-U-S and route to the proper receiving center. The N-E-R-O-N express, safeguarded by covering membranes and cushioned by fluid, the brain owes its effectiveness to billions of delicate nerve cells called neurons. Each neuron picks up impulses through small fibers called D-E-N-R-I-T-E-S and passes them on through the A-X-O-N, a long single fiber that connects with the D-E-N-D-R-I-T-E-S of other N-E-U-R-O-S, even though the brain accounts for only 2% of your body weight, 20% of all your energy goes into the billions of C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N-S that occurs every second within its nerve tissue. Without these connections, you couldn't think, move, feel, or remember your own name. In fact, you wouldn't be alive. Each tiny nerve is a transmitted cell that runs on your own chemologically-fueled electric system. The great connectors, the spine and spinal cord. The skull sits on the spine, a snake-like column of 25 separate bones called vertebrae also known as the backbone. This column supports your body and protects the spinal cord from the injury and disease like the lengths of a bicycle chain. Each vertebrae allows a little movement so that the spine as a whole enjoys a great deal of flexibility. The curve of the spine reduces strain on the muscles and allows you to keep your center of gravity 
over your legs and feet. No matter how loudly someone tells you to straighten up, you can never straighten your spine all the way. At the top of the spinal column, the alter vertebrae swivels on the axis directly beneath it, thus allowing you to move your head. The theoretical vertebrae each match up the pair of ribs. The lumbar vertebrae carry the weight of your upper body and anchor the heavy muscles of your lower back and the five fused vertebrae that form the scrum walk the base of the spine to the pelvis. The final vertebrae are fused together to form the C-O-C-C-Y-X or tailbone. If you had a tail, this is where it would attach. Okay, help, I'm shrinking. Believe it or not, you're taller in the morning than at night. Min, you're height against the door frame first thing in the morning and again in the early evening will prove that you've lost about a quarter of an inch, half a centimeter during the day. Gravity and your own daytime activity have compressed the cartilage pads or discs between the vertebrae in your spine, causing it to shrink. Don't worry though, when you're asleep the cartilage Tillage absorbs water from your body and puffs it up again. Okay, brain, second neck vertebrae, first neck vertebrae, seven neck vertebrae, nerves, twelve vertebrae, five lumbar vertebrae, S A C R U M C O C C Y X. Your brain weighs only three pounds, 1.4 kilometers, but contains 50 to 100 billion nerve cells. The giraffe's neck, the longest in the animal kingdom, has only seven vertebrae, just like yours. Some snakes have more than 400 vertebrae, each with matching pairs of ribs. Two-way communication, running through the canal from by the vertebrae, the spinal cord links your brain with the rest of your body, about three quarters of an inch, two centimeters thick. This nerve trunk begins with the brain stem, which controls the invertebrate muscle used in unconscious actions such as breathing and digestion and extended all the way down to the first lumbar vertebrae reaching out branching out from the core are 31 pairs of nerves each diving into smaller nerves so that every part of your body can communicate with your brain the vast network of nerve cells formed by the spinal cord and brain is known as the central nervous system though individual nerves in the nervous system information is carried from your body to your brain while motor commands are relayed from your brain to your muscles. Nerves extend from the lower part of your spinal cord to your toes. You can grow 4 feet 1.2 meters in length. So that is all we have for today. I hope you all learned something about your bones and have a great and wonderful weekend. Well, I figure I'll have to.
today, our sponsor, Afric, 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 sponsor, 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 sponsor. And before we go to Afric's or our sponsors, let's get a little bit of a Sailor Venus, the Sailor V manga, the beginning of the Sailor Moon plotline, follows Sailor Venus who, knowingly herself, only to be the ideal idol soldier, Sailor V battles the forces of mysterious dark agency, an organization dedicated to manipulating pop stars and idols in order to extract in order to extract the enemy of Japan's teens for their own purpose. At first, the agency is perceived as a mere petty threat. Okay. As the Sailor Moon manga and anime opens, Sailor Moon manga an anime open, Sailor V's legend has spread across Japan, making quite an impression on a cool-lot girl named Yuka-san Tosken. Serena is what we call her. This most unheroic young lady runs into a talking cat named Luna, like Miko before her. She too became a sailor soldier, Sailor Moon, through the help of a magical brooch, Yakasaka. Models her, muddles her way through her first few battles with the help of Luna and a dashing, mysterious figure. No. As Tuxedo Mask by Night and M-A-M-O-R-U Chibi by Day. Being a soldier of love and justice is not a job Yuka-san wants, and as the Dark Kingdom Minus continues to wreak havoc, across the city. U-S-A-G-I fears she will have to shoulder the burden of battle alone. Fortunately for her, fortunately for her, help arrives in the form of shy, genius Amy. We call her Amy. Unlike the playful and somewhat irresponsible Serena. It is a dedicated student who takes studying very seriously. Like a typical Japanese student, she lives a life split between regular school and an 
after-hours charm class when the Dark Kingdom explored the Japanese charm school industry in an attempt to harvest the energy of nations overstressed students. The process nearly takes Amy's life. This assignment caused Amy to awaken as the soldier of wisdom, Sailor Mercury. If Amy is a nod to the super mold of Japanese society, then the next soldier to awaken, Ria Han, is a perfect of its history. A ploof of mystery. of mystery. She joins the group when a dark kingdom plot implacts her implicates her in a series of odd kidnappings. R.E.A. Ray has to use her traditional power to divine the truth of the matter and in doing so comes face to face with her destiny as the soldier of flame, Sailor Mars. When Amy and Ray personally exemplify two facts of normal Japanese society, the next Sailor soldier, Mokonika, aka Sailor Jupiter, is typical of the non-conformist nail that sticks out. Taller and stronger than other girls her age, she is an anomaly in culture that claims hormogony, outstrikes, and feared by her peers. She had resigned herself to a life of solitude, a life that Yuka-san rescues her from. Together, the four girls seek the reincarnation of Princess Serenity, the one person capable of defeating the Dark Kingdom and providing the tragedy of the past from occurring once again. It is at this time that Minko reappears, shedding her genius as Sailor V and assuming her true identity as Sailor Venus. She also claims to be the legendary princess. The Sailor team is complete and the girls who become known as the Five Guardians of Tokyo Town take their place in legend. Sailor Venus' role as princess was merely that of decoy, however. The real princess eventually emerges, none other than Serenity herself. She is Princess Serenity. We call her Serena. Serena! Serena of herself. I love Serena. No other than Serena herself. She is Princess Sereni of the Silver Millennium and M-A-M-O-R-U Chiba who has been protecting her as Tuxedo Mask is Prince Indomaro of Team Millennia Prior. Unsure of herself and her new power I just call her Serenity. I know she's Serena. Serena does her best to continue living her normal life. The past is not something she wanted to dwell on, but when the Dark Kingdom kidnaps the man she has become fond of, 
tuxedo mask, because I can't say his name, she and the others hunt the Dark Kingdom down to their lair in the North Pole in order to save him and bring peace to the world. In an episode with enormous impact upon its young viewers, the Sailor Soldiers fall in battle one after the other. Children across Japan were mortified as their heroines, their friends whom they had followed for over a year, were abruptly executed, leaving Serenity, Serena, to face the leader of the Dark Kingdom, Queen Beryl, all by herself. Serena previous and uses her power to revive her friends and stop the Dark Kingdom forever. Initially, the series was to end at this point, but its phenomenon popularity ensured a second season would be in the works. The popularity of the anime show caught both T and the animators by surprise. T did not have enough time to write a new storyline before the deadline for writing a new animation episode could be met. The animators decided to write a storyline of their own. The first batch of episodes as a self-contained plot conceiving a M-A-K-A-I-J-U demon tree and the effort of two villains. Alan and On, who go to extreme lengths to keep it alive. These episodes are significant in that they are a womanly unique take on the Sailor Moon universe on the part of the animator staff, and so do not necessarily reflect NT's theoretical version, but do to reflect the anime rights own understanding of the series and Tokyo. The second part of the second anime season, which correlates to the second manga arc, introduces a crystal Tokyo of 1,000 years in the future, a utopian city found by Serena. Following 20th century Tokyo appear a-N-N-I-H-I-L-A-T-O-N due to the events never fully explained in this series. The Earth has suffered a mass natural disaster. Okay, I know we're in 2022 and I'm beginning to think that that was what we faced. I mean, it was a natural disaster, but okay. Can we laugh about it yet? <laughs> yeah, okay. Do, 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 do. Serena, assuming the region of power as Neon Queen Serenity, yay, a separate function known as the Black Moon leaves Earth rather than remains subject to Serenity's rule. They exile themselves to the planet Nemesis. There, a malevolent being known as Wise Man convinces them to launch an attack on Tokyo of the past in order to prevent the founding, the found, the founding of Crystal Tokyo. To do this, they attack Crystal Point, located from which to which. A-Z-A-B-U-J-U-B-A-N. 
which from the foundation of the pigment graph shade crystal palace fortress the black moon is not alone in their attempt to change the past a small girl bravely makes her way into the past seeking the power of serenity serena's brooch and help of the legendary sailor soldiers sailor moon she is the future daughter of serenity or Sailor Moon herself. I'm, I'm not sure what to call her. Like, her real name is Queen Serenity, but her name is also Serena. And I'm like, which one do I call her? And of course, Tuxedo Mask. I'm not really sure how to pronounce this name. But yes, this is their daughter. With Chibish help, the future Earth is saved. Oh, wait. I skipped something. No, wait. Oh, um, and the daughter of Tuxedo Mask, nickname C-H-I-B-I-U-S, small Serena. With Chibis help, the future Earth is saved and the Eller soldiers make a new friend. The third season of the anime continued the realms of the two first. Okay, have a great and wonderful day. We will continue this another time. I hope you have great and enjoyed this. Bye for now. Don't forget to always ask a parent or guardian before watching, buying, doing, or listening to anything. And to remember that I do my best to fact check and research what I can about this information. So hopefully this information isn't misleading, but I cannot guarantee 100% of it is I do my best to try and get 100%. So, I hope you all have a great and wonderful week. And I hope you all enjoyed my podcast this weekend. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about it. Also, I hope you all enjoyed this educationally fun podcast. You can check out my Gummy Bears pod YouTube channel as well. And now, I'm going to say over and out. See you next time, I hope. Love you all. Heart my fans.